Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. It's the time of the year for a scary story. Scary stories are scariest if you are in the story, but you don't know what's going to happen. The risk is significant, the outcome is uncertain, and the danger is elevated. All the unknowns make scary stories hold your breath and hope that things will turn out okay. If you already know how things turn out, most of the scary is gone. Well, if you have gone through a scary time in your real life, you know from experience how your stomach churns and anxiety levels are almost intolerable. It's not at all like a fun suspense movie that you watch. It's real. Adrenaline has spiked and you just hope that you will make it through in one piece. The same is true for people through history who live through scary times. In some cases, the stakes in their stories are very high. For some, it's life-threatening. Even people in Bible times had such experiences. I want to share one of these scary stories. It was exceedingly scary for the people involved. In fact, I strongly suspect They thought they had met their end. But then, something happened that changed everything, and Scary took a turn for amazing. Here's the story. It is blackest night, cold, wet, and they are far from shore, too far to get to safety quickly. Groping in the dark with only the light of the rising moon, they wonder how fast they could row back to shore, go home to their wives and kids, and rest their aching muscles from a very long fishing expedition. Suddenly, without warning, a terrifying storm hits. It is so sudden and violent, it feels like evil itself rising up against their small craft and tiny lives. In a matter of seconds, their admirable career efforts of bringing a catch of fish to take to market and provide income for each of their families is hijacked into terror. They are tossed around like autumn leaves ripped off a tree and flipped in every direction. Experience suddenly means nothing, because this storm is more than any of them have experienced. In fact, experience tells them there's a slim chance they will survive. It would take a miracle. Perhaps having heard terrible tales of brave men at sea is the only way such a storm has touched them, and only in their imaginations. Still, it's a scenario of hope against hope. They fear the worst. Yelling, desperately screaming orders at each other, there isn't a doubt in their minds. Their boat is going down. Crashing waves provide the backdrop while jagged lightning spotlights terrified expressions. Whipping winds thrash strands of their hair across their faces. The mast creaks and groans. 
The sails might as well not have been tied down because they are ripping apart under the fierce pressure. Fear grips their hearts as they ponder. No one has ever explored the depths of their sea, and that is their destiny, the depths. They would never see land again or their lovely families. The end closes in on them. Yup, they're goners. How did this happen? One minute, telling jokes and enjoying memories, laughing, slapping on the back. The next minute, literally fighting to stay alive. God, help us. Please, God, help us. And then it gets worse. Where is God? Isn't Jesus God? Where is he anyway? Why, on this terrifying night, did he choose to go do something else? If he is God, doesn't he see them? Is he able? Does he know? Does he care? Can he be trusted? There is no peace in the scary stories. Everything is out of their hands, but it is in God's hands. God hears his beloved disciples crying out, screaming for help. He sees it all as he looks down from his place of prayer on the mountain, miles away. Jesus sees and hears their helplessness through the wicked storm. That is good eyesight. That is excellent hearing. And so, he does something. Jesus, who is God, goes to the rescue. He defies principles of physics that he created. He supersedes what is normal. He walks on the water toward their boat. And then, just to test their faith, just to give them a chance to respond with confidence to his love and power, he almost passes by. What? Why? The disciples see him all right and are even more terrified. Apparently, they are not thinking about faith, confidence, or peace right then. In fact, terrible just went to horrible. The ghost is coming right at them. They already suspect the storm isn't a normal storm, and now their suspicions are validated. The ghost comes closer and closer. The terror they feel trying to stay alive in the storm slips off as they now face a much greater terror from the spirit world. Can you hear them? No! A ghost! God help us! Scary stories aren't supposed to happen. They're just supposed to be tales that you tell others or read in books. You know, ghost stories, chilling tales. I wonder if they believed that they even would be heard, or if they were just panicking and throwing out their last prayer. Perhaps they had been resigned to the inevitable, the unfairness of life. Why? We were just being dependable, caring men for our families, doing our jobs, working hard each day, and now we're going to die. Then the ghost says, It's me! Don't be afraid! More screams! 
But one man pauses. What Peter does next reveals amazing faith, absolute abandon to loving Jesus, hoping against all hope, and I think just a tiny bit crazy. He has a hunch the ghost really is Jesus. And then he says, If it's really you, invite me to walk on the water to you. This is desperate. Courage. It's noble. Telling of faith and character. Something that you don't just conjure up unless it's really inside you. This tells what kind of man Peter is. What Jesus sees when he looks into Peter's heart. Jesus simply says, Come. In radical, passionate response to the ghost, Peter does the unthinkable. He gets out of the boat and fully expects to walk on the water. Does that not amaze you? Peter goes from absolute terror one minute to complete confidence the next. Then he jumps over the side of the boat doing the unthinkable act that he has become famous for. What changed? What changed Peter from terror to confidence? Peter knows by getting out of that boat and walking straight into that storm, he was placing faith in Jesus. Peter knows Jesus well enough to throw his terrified heart and any remaining hope straight at the ghost with a slim chance of miracles because he remembers that Jesus loves him deeply. Jesus always makes wise, perfect decisions, even in a broken world. Jesus cares about details of his life, his fears, and his fading hope. And Jesus has a power unmatched in the universe, and he uses that power to care for his children. This is the focal point when scary turns to strong. Strong faith, resolved obedience, dependable intervention, eternal promises kept. It couldn't have come at a better time because Peter and the others were on the threshold of yielding to death. But Peter's faith is rewarded. The ghost is not scary. He is the Savior, the Redeemer, the Rescuer, And he is doing what is easy for him. He's intervening, rescuing, loving. Think about it. Peter is the only other man recorded in history, besides Jesus, to walk on water. And that unthinkable experience came in desperate moments of one of the scariest stories in his life. Not only did he open up to receive Jesus' intervention, he participated in the miracle. You know what? This can be your story and mine. Are you terrified? Maybe you're just scared, concerned, confused. Maybe you're uncertain. Perhaps your scary stories involve being betrayed, gossiped about, misrepresented. Good news. The Jesus who walked on water to help his terrified friends is already walking your direction to help you. Will you let him just walk by 
as he tests your faith? Or will you call out to him, Jesus, help me. I believe you with my feeble faith. Have mercy on me. I need a miracle. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, and if you've ever seen one, they're pretty tiny, you can move a mountain. Matthew 17, 20 talks about that. Impossible is a word that will slip off your vocabulary as you let your storms and your scary stories be the stage for Jesus to show himself in your life. You can move from terror, anxiety, and worry to confidence, hope, and strength. You just need to believe the right ghost story. Here are some application thoughts and questions for you. Please consider them. Number one, what is your scary story? Two, have you cried out to Jesus for help? Three, do you believe Jesus loves you very much? Four, do you believe that He will engage His power on your behalf? Question five, will you step out of your boat and obey whatever he asks? And question six, why not live an alive and active life, even in your life storms? Please think about these things because God loves you very much. He is with you even in the scary, and he can turn the scary into strong. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org, your web-based home for resources including books and ebooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.